Hello and welcome to this GBM Media Podcast. You're about to hear Serving Today, a programme for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in any form of Bible teaching, be that one-to-one or in small or larger groups, Serving Today will be relevant for you. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for the leaders in the Church of Christ. I'm Andrew Cook. It's great to be together once more. In the Christian Basics series, Ordinances and Sacraments. The word ordinances and sacraments both apply to baptism and the Lord's Supper. This is because they were ordained or commanded by the Lord Jesus Christ. He told his followers to go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He also said that we were to remember his death at the Lord's Supper until he returned. So ordinances, or what Christ commanded, is the best way to refer to baptism and the Lord's Supper. The other word is sacrament, which means an oath or pledge. As Dr John Hall will go on to explain later, there's an element of sealing our relationship in both baptism and the Lord's Supper. It's a reminder also that in both of them is God's promise or pledge to us and our promise or pledge in response. Well, here on Serving Today, we begin looking at baptism. Of course, Christians are not the only religious group in the world which practices baptism of one sort or another. So Derek French began by asking John Hall to tell us what Christian or biblical baptism actually means. Yes, the word baptism is simply the Greek word carried over into the English language. The basic meaning of this Greek word is to dip into or immerse, as for instance when you dip a garment into water to dye it. So Christian baptism is an outward sign of the inward change which has already taken place. The event of baptism is when a person is immersed or covered in the water and so baptised in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Matthew 28, 18-20. This baptism symbolises what has already taken place. It confirms it. A common mistake is to see baptism as actually the thing that saves and brings forgiveness. We must remember that the water does not wash away our sins. It is a symbol that the blood of Christ has already washed away the believer's sins. It's interesting, you know, Derek, recently at a baptismal service in my own church, I was asking a group of little boys, about eight to ten, what was going to happen to the young lady that was to be baptised. And one little boy said, you're going to make her a Christian. And another little boy said, no, 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 she's going to have all her sins washed away by the water. So it shows how easily these ideas are fixed in the mind. The symbol is seen to be the reality, whereas the reality is the spiritual and inward changes brought about by faith in Christ, and baptism is the symbol of them. Well, perhaps we could explore those things. Yes. And you said you said it is, is symbolic of, of what's taken place in the believer's life. I mean, what specific things, if you like, does baptism symbolise? We're going to look at five biblical ideas. It symbolises union with Christ, the washing away of sins. 
initiation into the Christian community, reception of the Holy Spirit, and sealing one's relationship to Christ. Well, let's start out with union with Christ in Romans 6, verses 1 to 6. Paul writes, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now the background to this section in Romans 6 is this, that if we're justified by faith alone as Christians, and this displays the grace of God, does it matter how we live? The question is, shall we go on sinning that grace may abound? Impossible, says Paul. Don't you understand your position as a Christian? He says, look, as a Christian, you've been united to Christ. You've shared in his death. You've died to that old life of sin. Now, this union with Christ is to be seen in your life as you live for Christ. And he uses that illustration, you were buried with him in baptism. Remember your baptism, he says. Don't you remember that? When you were baptised into Christ, you were baptised into the benefits of his death, the forgiveness of sins, the release from the power and bondage of sin. You were buried with him through baptism. In other words, your death to the old life was sealed. And that picture must have gone through their minds that they went under the water. That was symbolising being buried with Christ in baptism. It symbolised your death to the old life. And so you're now raised to a new life. You've got to live differently. You've got to live in obedience to God and for the glory of God. Now, it's true that this passage in Romans 6 primarily is emphasising the spiritual union of the believer with Christ. But as every reader of this epistle, who was a Christian, would have been baptised in water, then the imagery of that physical event would be seen by them to illustrate and symbolise the reality of what the passage is talking about, spiritual union with Christ. Now, this union with Christ is also seen as being symbolised by baptism in Colossians 2, 9 to 13. And Derek's going to read that for us too. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ, who is head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Here, the Old Testament idea of circumcision, which symbolised what God was looking for in the heart, circumcision of the heart, regeneration, getting rid of the old dead heart, by the work of the Holy Spirit and being made alive in Christ is carried over into this idea of union with Christ. They are being made anew, made alive in Christ and starting this new life 
and the symbolism of that having happened is that they're buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. You were dead in your sins, in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature. In other words, your heart was uncircumcised. But God made you alive with Christ. You were made alive with Christ and your sins forgiven. And so baptism symbolizes this union which has happened, this going from an uncircumcised heart to a circumcised heart, going from deadness to life in union with Christ. Well, John, that's union with Christ. Baptism symbolises that. What's the next thing that baptism symbolises? It symbolises the washing away of sins. Paul, when he was reporting his own conversion experience, says what happened to him in Damascus and what Ananias said to him. And he says, and now what are you waiting for? This is what Ananias said to Paul. Get up, be baptised and wash your sins away calling on his name that's calling on Jesus's name and so baptism there is said to symbolize washing away of sins. John I think it would be helpful if you could untangle for us a problem that some have found with these words from Acts 22 16 uh, and you referred to it earlier with, when you mentioned the, the two lads their comment when you asked what was going to happen to the girl who was to mm. be baptized mm. in that these words in Acts twenty two sixteen almost imply that baptism actually does that cleansing for us. Mm. Whereas if we turn, say, for example, to 1 John verse 7, that tells us it is the blood of Christ mm. which cleanses us from all sin. And added to that is the fact that some have taught that baptism is essential to salvation, claiming no one can be forgiven if they haven't been baptised. Now, that, of course, can't be true, or else the thief who believed in Jesus mm. while he was dying on the cross could never have been given the assurance he would be in paradise because mm. he had no opportunity to be baptised, yet Jesus assured him that he would go to heaven. Well, well, can you give us some help with these? Well, they are tough issues, aren't they? They are indeed, Derek. I've actually presented baptism as being the symbol of them. Baptism doesn't save. The one who saves is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Saviour. And it is through faith in him that we're saved. It's his work that secures for us forgiveness and it secures for us our sins being cleansed away. He died on the cross that those who turn to him would know the forgiveness of their sins. As you said, it says in 1 John 1 and verse 7 that the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. It doesn't say that it's baptism that purifies us from all sin. And in verse 9 of chapter 1 of 1 John, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And as you said, the thief on the cross was saved through trusting in Christ. So Christ saves and we receive that salvation entirely through faith alone. But baptism symbolises what's happened and tells us and the world that we are Christians who are going to follow Christ. You see, a person who has trusted in Christ will want to follow Christ, in other words, to obey Christ. And therefore, as Christ commands us to be baptised, that person will want to be baptised. Sorry, can I just go back on that again, yes. um, John? Would we be right to think that when Ananias told Saul, or Paul as we, he later became yes. known, to get up and be baptised and wash away your sins, was that the very way by which he was really expressing he was genuinely repentant for his sin? 
Yes, I think all Christian belief is meant to show in the way that we behave. And so, as Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. So if you've heard the voice of Christ in a way that you've laid hold of and come to faith in Christ by trusting him as your saviour, you will then go on to demonstrate the reality. And that's what Paul was doing. He was showing that his sins had indeed been washed away, that he'd become a Christian. Now, for many of us, baptism is a very easy thing to do. It has very little cost. But this outward public profession of faith on the part of the Apostle Paul moved him from Judaism to Christianity and guaranteed for him a life of persecution, as you can read about in the Acts of the Apostles. Mm. And so baptism is the outward demonstration of the fact that you have had faith in Christ and are willing to stand with him and alongside him in this world. And in many parts of the world today, people are quite happy for people to privately believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But the step of being baptised and joining a local Christian congregation does often produce persecution still. Mm, we need to pray, don't we, for our brothers and sisters we, in that situation? We do. And there we must end our time together here on Serving Today. Until next time, this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye, and may God bless you. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. Or email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk Until next time, goodbye.